Hi friends, my name's Alexa Mazur and you're listening to First Hand Audacity. This is episode four, online dating. Thank you to everyone who has listened so far, who has liked, shared. Uh, that's exactly what I'm hoping to do here is create my reach and connect with all of you. So thank you so much. We are diving into online dating, all things online dating, uh, my experience, what platform I recommend, what I think makes a good profile, the how-tos, the best practices, what's worth paying for, what's worth um, leaving, and yeah, the weather outside says spooky season and hot girl summer is coming to a close. I'm ready to review and recap and share my experiences and what I've learned. I have personally deleted all the boys of summer from my phone so that they'll have to text me if it's meant to be, but I do believe the door is closed on that for all but one. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know the one person I'm holding out hope for. Um, and that's all the tea I'm spilling from that pot at the moment. <laughs> so I also treated myself to Brooklyn and Sheets, which is where I'm podcasting from, where I'm recording from right now, is my bed. I've always curated my space and my life to match my vibe, and I don't think your bed should be exempt from that. Um, I am not sponsored by Brooklinen. I am truly a loving customer now, because lifelong customer now, um, because the past couple of nights of sleep have ended in me waking up thinking that I'm in a luxurious hotel on vacation. That's the level of rest and comfort that I am receiving from this experience. So highly recommend. Um, but the reason why I treated myself to Brooklyn and Sheets is I, in all things, including my bed, am putting out a vibe to the universe saying, all right, universe, I'm ready. It's find me a husband fall. I'm kind of kidding, but not really. <laughs> this episode is all the things that brought me to to that point, and it's been a wonderful experience. I think a lot of us going through this past year have probably, um, some of us, myself included, have really hunkered down and gotten serious and intentional about what we want from life in general, and I do think that includes love, um, but I have done a lot of inner work, a lot of work with a therapist, a lot, um, a lot of journaling, a lot of um, getting serious with myself and getting right with myself on what I bring to the table, what I offer and what I feel really confident about, and what I'm looking for in a partner. So I think once you get right in that sense, it's time to dip your toe in the dating pool. And it's time to practice what you preach. It's time to set your boundaries, find new ones, figure out your deal breakers, um, all of that stuff. So um, I'll say that this will not be limited to the summer. I mean, I've been dating for most of my adult life. Um, I have a handful of serious relationships that I've had. Um, I did OkCupid okay back in the day, throwback. Tried Match. I never dabbled in eHarmony. Um, in my early 20s, I used Tinder for exactly what most people use Tinder for, and it works. Um, I used Bumble. I had a long-term relationship from Bumble. Um, I used to say that I met two of my favorite people from Bumble, one of them being an ex who's since been dethroned from that list, um, and the other being one of my best friends here in Denver on the Bumble Friends setting. Highly recommend. Um, but my favorite now is Hinge. I love Hinge. Uh, so I would, like I said, I'll be talking about what platform I recommend, which for me is Hinge, what I think makes a good profile, the how-tos, what's worth paying for, 
and some of the resources that I use to and habits that I've um, instilled to avoid or mitigate the risk of things going awry and then what I do when things go awry as they sometimes do. So Hinge is my favorite. Why I love the setup, I love the user interface. Uh, I have had to use the report feature a couple of times in their reporting. It's super simple, super seamless. And if um, for any reason you do need to um, say, you know, there's a, a level of harassment or anything like that, they give you so many resources and they follow up on every single report that you send. So I really enjoy that. I'm sure Bumble has a very similar um, a similar experience, but I've only used it on him. So I'll, I'll speak from that perspective. Bumble being female founded is wonderful and clear in their intentions and their actions. It's clear that, you know, with um, inspiring women to reach out first, I think that's great and empowering. Um, I simply like the interface and experience that I have with Hinge over Bumble. Um, they, I love the format. I think that the photo prompt, photo info mix up really makes it so you're not getting into this swiping, you know, there's always someone else, there's always someone else, um, lack of intention, that mindless swiping. I think you really do get to get a snapshot, a little Costco sample of what to expect, um, from a person. And I enjoy that format. So I will be talking mostly about Hinge today. Um, and I think that the paid subscription is worth it. I do believe that. I also think the boosts are worth it. Um, and I'll tell you why. So this is not picking someone up at a bar. This is not meeting someone through friends. This is not the real world of dating. This is online dating. So you have to have different expectations and different habits and different tactics when it comes to online dating. Um, I think that paying the subscription is like saying that you are that you are having uh, strong intentions with with dating. For me, it helps me with boundaries. If I pay for the one month subscription, then I'm saying for the next month, dating is going to take a little more of a front seat focus for me. If I do the three month, I did the three month this summer, same thing. I think for these three months, I'm going to be a little more intentional. I'm going to be focused. I'm going to carve out certain days that I leave open for dates. I have a very busy schedule. I love to keep busy. I love to keep, I love to do things, um, whether it's in and out of work with or without friends, I like to keep a busy schedule. I love to continue to be social. So when I pay for these subscriptions for a specific amount of time, I'm also saying I'm going to dedicate the time required to get something back from this investment. Um, and I think putting your money where your mouth is, is a really great way of doing that. Um, so I love the, the subscription. It allows you to filter out things like filter and make things deal breakers like age, height, politics, um, social preferences like drinking, smoking, recreational drug use, all that stuff. Kids, like very important things that you're not able to go to. I mean, you definitely can be my guest, go to a bar and walk around and ask people, you know, hold up a, a tape measure and make sure they're the right height. And, um, and ask them about their politics and this and that. You'll get there eventually if you meet someone at a bar, but this is online dating. You have the information, you have the access to it, so why not use it to your advantage? So I get super picky, pickier than I would if I were meeting someone in person, pickier than I would if I were meeting someone through a friend, because I don't have 
if you're meeting someone through a friend, that's someone vouching for that person. Um, that's that you have a shared connection. If you are meeting someone, you know, out in the wild, then you likely are going to have conversation and, and you're going to have more of a holistic view. So if I'm looking at someone's profile, I'm going to be super picky. I'm, I'm just going to be. And I think that's okay. I think if you're paying for this service and you're putting your intention behind it and you know what you want, um, filter by the things that you decide are, are deal breakers. Um, and I've learned what mine are over the years and I'm going to use them to my advantage. Um, I think that in order to get really right with what you want as well, it's not just physical. Getting right with, um, you know, at this phase in my life, knowing that I likely don't see myself having kids makes a big difference in my partner. I would hate to link up with someone who that who they want to have kids and that's a really big, important part of their life. And if we're being honest, you know, at, at 31 years old, this is the time to do that. This is the time to uh, to start your version of a family if that's how you see it. So I wouldn't want to waste someone's time and deny them or make them even question it simply because we like each other a lot. I want everyone to feel like they're able to live their best life. And if I can filter out and make sure that I'm in alignment on morals, values, where I see myself in life, then I'm going to do that. Um, it's not the only way to do it. I think it's just one of the ways. So I've gotten really right with myself about what I want and what I bring to the table, how I've done that, you know, over the years through, um, through developing self-awareness, through my experience, through therapy, um, and more recently through single is your superpower. I really love this guided journal, um, that Case Kenny created. Um, he is behind the podcast, new mindset, who dis, um, a, a podcast that quite honestly inspired me to do what I'm doing. Um, one of the resources that I use, I love, you know, all the content he puts out on Instagram. Um, it's not just, ex it's not exclusively about dating, but, um, this, the guided journals he has are very intentional. One of them is single is your superpower. Highly recommend if you're jumping back into the dating pool and you don't really know what your why is, it helps you really define your why, figure out why am I doing this? Why am I jumping in? Um, and figuring out what am I, what am I hoping to get from this? Where are my expectations at? Um, and it guides you through each chapter, you know, a journal exercise and learning a little bit more and getting inquisitive with yourself, um, and deciding, am I in my hoe phase? Am I in my husband hunting phase? Am I just getting back out there? Am I trying to socialize? Am I practicing? Am I learning my boundaries? What am I, what am I learning? Um, and I think, uh, the cool thing about, um, what him talking about the hoe phase is that's exactly how I would describe my past summer. It's not necessarily, you know, sleeping around. It's getting really comfortable with dating multiple people or um, being open to whichever way that um, potential love comes your way and socializing with intention and saying yes to the things that feel right for me and saying no to the things that don't and learning with each new experience, with each new first date, I am learning, okay, next time X or next time Y. Or I really like this and I didn't love that. And is this a red flag or a deal breaker? Learning, practicing, getting to know yourself in a partnership. Um, the only way you can do that is to put yourself out there. Um, and this summer, I definitely put myself out there. I was like Kristen Wiig and Bridesmaids, like ready to party, like ready to get out. Um, and I was open to 
dating online and dating in person and or meeting people in the wild. Um, and I had so many first dates and a handful of second dates, handful of third dates. Um, and I learned a couple of things that I'd like to share with you beyond, you know, once you've um, gotten right with yourself and said, I think I'm ready to jump back out there. This is a great way to do it. I think that online dating is a great way where you keep the power. You um, can be very intentional with where you, how you're putting yourself out there, how often, how much energy you're giving, um, and and go from there. I do not think, in my opinion, I do not think you need to be fully healed, fully um, 100% healed from whatever hurt you, whether it was a breakup or a huge life change or or something before you get into dating. I, I just don't think that's realistic. Um, it A lot of people say, you know, you need to be healed before you get out there. And I don't know. I, I think there's two camps of thought. And I'm in the camp that I'm constantly healing. I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly, you know, pushing myself forward um, and pushing myself to be better. So if I waited until I was a version of myself that I consider 100%, I might not ever date. And I, I think that you're allowed to get out there and date um, and give yourself permission to uh, test the waters and maybe not be 100% healed. I do think, you know, there you have to be done um, with the major initial parts. I don't think it's healthy necessarily to jump right into something. People will say, you know, what's that, that saying? You know, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. I don't think that's healthy. Um, I know that from experience. Um, it is, that's just deflecting. That's just your, you know, you're, you're not, the emotion doesn't disappear. The heat, the hurt doesn't disappear. You're just masking it. You're just covering it up. So yes, there's certain things I don't think that you should jump right back into the dating pool and, um, and expect to like meet your person after when you're in the beginning stages of healing, but I do think it's fair to get back out there whenever you deem yourself ready. You get to decide that. So when you are ready, put as much effort into your profile as you plan to on dates. Put as much effort and intention into online dating as you expect to be given back and you get out what you put into it. Show off, show your real self, show there's no reason to to embellish. There's no reason to lie. Be you. Um, but also know that in your profile, you might be being super honest, but others might not be. So I think in the same way that we can't expect people to treat us the way that we treat them, um, with that same level of respect, know that, you know, you might, you might get folks who their profile is their best version of themselves. That is the best and be prepared to be a little underwhelmed. Uh, take everything as information and decide as you go, what's a deal breaker? What's a red flag? How many red flags does someone get before um, before we move on? And make yourself a game plan. I used to swipe on Sundays, you know, when I was um, kind of dialing down from a weekend and Thursdays were my days, my days that I was usually reserving for days to go out. And then I would still go out and maintain my social life with my friends. Still, I don't think that, you know, you should just set aside everything and put everything else on hold while you focus on dating, live your life, but make times during the week where you're going to dedicate to swiping, messaging, setting up dates, and then actually going on the dates. 
getting to a date as quickly as possible is the goal in my opinion. You can be really feeling it with someone texting or messaging, but if you don't have that chemistry in person and not necessarily just physical chemistry, but chemistry in person where you feel like you're vibing, you're you're connecting, you're volleying, the conversation is good. Someone can be a super great texter and a really terrible conversationalist. And you don't know that until you meet them in person. Um, And I think that your intuition, your gut can tell you a lot. And it's hard to utilize that when you're not in person with someone. FaceTime dates can be great. Uh, I was catfished on a FaceTime date this year. And it saved me a lot of time and energy because we only were on, we all only were on FaceTime and we never actually met in person. Um, so I think that's, you know, FaceTime is great. I also have a friend who, uh, recommends or who personally enjoys FaceTime dating because even if we're in the same location. So for, in my experience, this person lived in Colorado Springs. Um, so I didn't want either of us to put in the effort to drive if we could have an online date first. Um, and I think that's fair. I have a friend who does that in Denver or recommends doing that in Denver because they don't want to waste their precious time going out if you can't have a conversation over FaceTime. And I think over the past year in this pandemic, when we had to do that, when that was our only way of communicating, I think it's allowed us to evolve and say that that's an acceptable first date. I think that's totally fair. I think you can get to know someone really well talking without the distraction of you know, being in the same physical space. I'm definitely a very physical person. And I think that sometimes physical chemistry catches me off guard and gives me, you know, rose colored glasses. So I think that FaceTime dates are, are fantastic or Zoom dates are fantastic. Um, in my experience, whether you're avoiding catfishing or making sure that you're intentional in your first interactions. Um, if you catch a weird vibe on that first date, whether it's FaceTime or in person, I think Note it. I think you get to decide. Nobody else but you gets to decide, is this a red flag or a deal breaker? And consider yourself as like you're constantly collecting data, constantly collecting information to determine if you want to keep talking in the present moment, if you want to take this a step further, if you want another date, if you want anything further. When you go on a first date, you're only obligated to that first date. You are not obligated to do anything else that doesn't make you feel comfortable. And if you feel like that is not, um, you're catching a weird vibe, trust your gut, trust your gut. Um, whenever I go on first dates, um, I've always gone to public places. I share my location with my friends and I have a safe word and check-in times with them. I have, um, so if I need to text them, they know like we have a game plan and I text them, um, at certain times throughout the night. And I share that I'm open and honest with the person that I'm on a date with, because I think it's kind of similar to like, if you've ever seen, you know, if you have, if you're kidnapped or anything like that, they say like sharing personal details helps like humanize you. Um, I think that's like, this is like an extreme situation, but I think that, you know, it is, it is scary. It's already dating, online dating and dating in general are super scary anyways, never mind the potential of being you know, um, kidnapped or murdered or, or God forbid anything horrible happening. So I think it's okay to tell the person, like I say, I'm going to check in with my friends a couple times, or I need to text my friend to let them know that I made it here safe. 
um, and share with them that they, that these people expect to hear from me throughout the night. Um, so I'm not, it's not that I'm ignoring you. It's not that I'm, um, you know, pausing for any other reason than to make sure my friends know I'm safe. I think that's totally fair. Um, I think the only time, one of the only times it's okay to lie is when you do not feel comfortable or safe. You can say something came up. You can say, you know, if you just catch a vibe, like I just say, trust your intuition, trust your intuition. Um, but on a positive side, if it's going really well, I think there are no rules. You get to decide what the rules are, how often you text, how, um, how, quickly you have a second date or if you turn, you know, a, an initial happy hour into a dinner into more, uh, totally up to you. I think with, I've heard, I heard this saying once and it's one of my favorite sayings with the right person, you can do no wrong. And with the wrong person, you can do no right. And that to me is like mind blowing, (laughs) um, light bulb moment for me. Um, I say that, you know, if love is real, then it's rare. Um, and I think that, you know, with the right person, you can do no wrong. Obviously there's deal breakers in any relationship, but what I mean is, you know, if I want to text you when I wake up at 5am, the wrong person is going to think that that's, that I'm a crazy person and the right person is going to be like, cool. I love that. You know, I was the first thought in her head today. Great. Um, triple text or hang out more than once in a week or Whatever you want to do, whatever you get to write your dating story and the be yourself because the right people are going to find you and you're going to put out that vibe that you're confident in what you bring to the table. You're going to get it back and the wrong people are going to, are not going to vibe with that and that's okay. You're saving yourself time by being yourself. So save yourself time by being yourself because if you, I think with the right person, I've had this experience where I literally had an ex-boyfriend. I don't, I truly don't see relationships as, as failures. Like I said, they're, you know, it's data. If they ended up being not the right person for you at the end, it doesn't mean that it wasn't the right experience at that time in your life. Um, I had an ex-boyfriend say to me, you know, I knew you were, um, I knew you were going to be the right person for me when you answered my text at 5am one day, because I knew, you know, she's someone who wants to take advantage of the day too. And she's not afraid to, to text back. Like, I love that audacity. Um, cool. Like I said, the wrong person can be like, Oh, what a psychopath. Like text me at 5am. Like what a weirdo. Like they must be obsessed with me. No, I, I answer texts when, when I read them and maybe that's the first thing I did today. That's me. And the right person's going to love that. Um, so I would say, give yourself space to lean in and give yourself space to, to, to step back. Like I said, pay for the subscriptions. Um, then I mentioned that the boosts I think are helpful. Boosts are like the lazy way to get a bunch of likes. Um, you can pay to have your profile boosted, which totally people can be like, Oh, that's a scam. Like why wouldn't everyone's be shown on um, the same amount? It is what it is. Play like, don't hate the player, hate the game. Like you are part of, you're playing the game. You chose to get in the ring, go for it. So I, I have paid for boost and I love it. You can end an hour or 24 hours of a boosted profile with a bunch of people who they liked you. And now you get to go through and see, you know, who of these people am I, am I wanting to reach out to? Uh, so I love that. Um, and I love paying for the subscriptions and giving yourself like a more intentional month or a more intentional three months. Um, and then 
decide. I talked, you know, I was talking to my therapist about this once and saying, I just feel very overwhelmed with online dating at the moment. She said, okay, you know, pause your, pause your account. Um, there's wonderful features. Like you're not required to go all in. And I think it's okay to pause your account, be respectful of people's time. If people get sad that you, you know, you didn't reach out or upset. Like I said, the, with the right person, you can do no wrong. The right person is going to be there when you're ready. Uh, so if you need to take, I used to take like two week breaks, um, and then jump back in and ask myself, am I ready to do this? No. Okay. Another two week break. Do what you need to do, set the boundaries that you need to and instill checkpoints for yourself so that you are taking care of your mental health, you're taking time to absorb from the dates that you've already been on, figure out what is working, what's not working, what you've learned about yourself and and, and other people. Um, And you can keep meeting people in person and saying yes to any opportunity within your comfort zone or maybe just outside your comfort zone. Putting yourself out there is exhausting, but once you do end up with the right person, it's going to be worth it. I just have to believe that. I'm just such a hopeless romantic in in that sense that I have to believe that when you end up with the right person or you have that really good first date or you match with someone, you're like so pumped to meet them. It's worth it. It's a hundred percent worth it and make sure they should add to your life. You know, I don't think you need to settle for anything less. None, None of us do. If you work so hard on living the best version of your life, make sure that the person adds to it. I don't love the concept of they complete me. I think that you're complete, they're complete, and together you are the cherry on top of each other's Sundays. That is beautiful to me. Um, So the person putting yourself out there means you have to love and accept you so that you're putting that best version out and teaching others how to treat you. Um, When you do get to that point when you're in the throes of dating. Um, I, I would love to hear from you. I love to hear, you know, if you're already in the trenches, if you have learned something impactful this summer, definitely reach out to me. Um, there are, I think we touched on in the ghosting episode on breadcrumbing and ghosting and things like that. Finding Mr. Height is my favorite resource for text scripts post date for breadcrumbing, for following up on a date you really enjoyed, following up on a date and saying you don't intend to see that person anymore, all that fun stuff. I think there's some great, respectful, kind, direct text scripts um, that you can use of hers. Um, And it personally for me made my dating experience, um, you know, as seamless as possible, all things considered. Um, So even though I am closing the doors on hot girl summer and I'm off and personally off the apps right now. I am hopeful and ready for whatever the next step in my dating life is. Um, so bring it on and I you know, I will be sharing it with you. So like I said, uh, this is, you know, we're skimming the surface. I think we're going to skim the surface with a lot of topics first before we dive deeper in, but I hope some of those, um, some of those experiences, some of those tactics and habits can be helpful for you in your, in your dating world, wherever you're at, or if you're in a relationship and you just want to, you're just curious because you want to know, you know, what's going on out there. Um, maybe it'll love your, make you love your partner a little bit more and be really appreciative of the fact that you're not out here in this crazy wild west of the dating world with us. Um, whatever, whatever place you're coming from, I appreciate you listening. If you're on Spotify, like follow and share. If you're on Apple music, I would love if you could drop me a review 
uh, and DM me with your experiences, with your thoughts, with your, um, with your ideas. I, I would love to hear from you. Um, the reason why I'm doing this is to connect with all of you and to share my experience so we can find, um, some, some shared experience and some, um, some excitement through all this craziness together. So new episodes coming soon. I'm hoping to, to, uh, do this on kind of a twice weekly, maybe three times weekly basis. Uh, so I could keep them nice and bite-sized. I have so many ideas. I would love if you can share with me, you know, if there's any topics you'd like to hear from me on, if I have experience with it, then I'm happy to talk through it. Um, working with some incredible women, um, on an intro on a formal original intro and outro as well as some branding. So as I grow, I hope you'll grow along with me. Um, and again, this has been a pleasure to connect with all of you until next time, friends, take care.